Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connect, a weekly podcast from the Sparta UMC Collective. Each week, we dive deeper into the spiritual themes that we've been exploring at both campuses of Sparta UMC and share some updates from the life of our church. Hi, my name is Ben Gatton. I'm one of the pastors at Sparta UMC, and I'm here with Michelle Foster Beckerleg, also a pastor here at Sparta UMC. And as we get started this morning, I do want to let you know we're looking so very forward to Christmas in July. It is our missional focus for the entire month of July. We don't want to limit giving and sharing just to one month. We want to share it even halfway through. So rather than getting stressed about Christmas being six months away, we're just going to dive in right here in July. No matter where it is that you might worship with us at Sparta UMC, be it at the the church campus or at our Muddy Creek campus, you're going to find a Christmas tree. And on that Christmas tree, you're going to find some different ornaments that you can take off and purchase whatever's written on it. And during the month of July, we're going to be focusing on giving to our neighbors both near and far Far away, we're going to draw close with gifts for Project Agape, which is a United Methodist humanitarian aid ministry to our brothers and sisters in Armenia. And you will see that there are some basic things needed, like toothbrushes and toothpaste, combs and nail clippers, uh, towels and sheets and things such as that. And then also right here in our own county, While it is Christmas in July, we're already looking forward to August when children are returning to school and recognizing that school supplies are always in need. And so you will find all variety of school supplies that are being asked for on the Christmas trees. And whether you worship with Sparta UMC or simply are a part of this community or hear this podcast and want to be a part, know that all of us are invited to participate in Christmas in July. And you know, there's so many things that happen in the world where we wish we could participate and help out, and there's no real tangible way sometimes to do that. But these are two ways um, that you can have an impact globally and locally here in Allegheny County. Um, So make sure to join in with this effort. Also, I just have to say, Michelle, you mentioned stress. We're recording this on Wednesday. And July starts on Friday. Okay, and let's I'm not, not I'm, talk about and that. And I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened so fast. <laughs> That's right. It's right around the corner, whether we're ready or not. Well, friends, we'd like to start with some centering words today. Um, and these I actually got from an unlikely place, Michelle. These come from Instagram. Um, there's an account I follow called Commoners Communion. And they had some uh, prayerful, it's a prayerful, poetic um some prayerfully poetic words about the Holy Spirit. And I felt like it kind of was a bridge between last week's topic of the Holy Spirit and this week we're talking about prophets um, who are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And this is a prayer uh, for listening in quiet spaces. Um, So I invite you to join us in this. uh, And these words will be in our show notes if it's something you'd like to take a look at later. Listening to the Spirit is no accident. It requires an attentive life. And an attentive life isn't what comes most naturally to most of us. We're prone to filling every silent space and slow day with stuff of one form or another. 
but inside, God is moving and speaking, in rhythms and language that don't scream for our attention. Instead, God quietly waits for us to care, to take notice and tune in on God's frequency. May you awaken to the divine movement within you today, discovering the God who inhabits you. May you take notice of the Spirit's strange invitations within you, clearing your life of all the noise that you don't need to tune into the quietness that you so desperately do. Help me stay attentive to the movements of your Spirit within me. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful resource. Thanks for sharing that, especially on Instagram. You just never know what you're going to find. You never know where the spirit is going to show up. That is the truth (laughs) on more ways than one. Well, today we are um, talking about a new sermon series that's beginning at both campuses this Sunday. And we're starting a new uh, sermon series conversation series called Profit Margins, which is a little play on words. Um, So we thought we would start today by talking about what is a profit. You know, when I hear that word, I think of pop culture stuff immediately. I think of Star Wars and the prophecy of the chosen one, or same thing in Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. There's um, very fortune-telling style prophecies that show up in a lot of our stories and movies that we might be familiar with. Um, So is that what prophets are about in the Bible, or is it something different? That's a great question. And just because we are uh, sharing in a podcast, I think it's good from an auditory perspective to give us a little bit of a visual cue that we are talking about prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, not in our consumer world, the prophet that is associated with money. And And it's interesting, Ben, that you asked this question because I had to wrestle with how I would even define a prophet. I know what it is when I see it and when I read it, Mm -hmm. but to be able to succinctly define it was a little bit different. And so here's my original take on the definition. A prophet is a person who, inspired by the Holy Spirit, serves as a mouthpiece or representative of God so that God's message may be shared with God's people. More often than not, what the prophet is sharing is future-oriented and is proclaiming a truth about God's kingdom on earth, about God's reign among us, that isn't very comforting. It's usually pretty challenging and uh, convicting, more often than not, of, of the ways that we're currently living. Mm-hmm. That's my stab or, or take on it. What would you say? I, I think that's a great and succinct definition. There's a few things there I think maybe we can, we can talk about and unpack. Um, you know, the, the future orientation jumped out to me, especially what we just talked about. Um, and, you know, I, more often than not, from what I've seen in reading the prophets, that's a different type of future orientation than what we may be used to in some more popular culture versions of prophets and prophecy. So their future orientation is more like, if I notice that I am running low on gas and someone looks at the gas gauge and says to me, Ben, 
you're going to run out of gas soon if you don't fix your behavior and go fill your tank up. They're not necessarily magically predicting the future. They're telling me truth about my life and the logical outcomes if I continue to behave the way I'm behaving. I will eventually run out of gas. Uh, and it seems to me that's more the future orientation that the prophets are working from. Would, does that sound correct to you? I agree. I agree. And then and then add to that the spiritual component, that they're yep. speaking from a from God's perspective, if we ever dare speak from God's perspective, but they're adding a spiritual realm to it, which is what makes it prophecy versus just logical conclusions. That's right. So more than just a person in the passenger seat saying, you're about to run out of gas, this is a person, the Holy Spirit is at work in their lives, and they're serving as kind of a representative or a liaison between God and the people. That's right. And um, we're comfortable talking about prophets in the Old Testament and mm -hmm. the Hebrew scriptures and those that were pre-Jesus. We're even comfortable saying Jesus was a prophet. Mm -hmm. We're not exactly sure what we think about prophets beyond Jesus, though. Are there prophets around us today? That's a great question. Um, so in the New Testament, it would seem that people like Paul certainly saw prophetic activity of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. It's even listed as a spiritual gift. Um, and I, I feel like I have seen that present and active in the world around me. Um, I feel like I see it when people are able to interpret and communicate truth from scripture in a way that applies to the situation that we may find ourselves in, in this modern moment, sometimes it has a real prophetic power to it um, because they are taking what the scriptures say and helping us to understand how God might be concerned about how our actions are playing out in real life. And I'm being a little ambiguous because we I wanted to get to um, often what the prophets are shedding light on is that there we have pretty serious blind spots in how we're treating others. Yes. Um, I, I don't like to make up statistics on the spot, but the vast majority of the work of the prophets, including Jesus, point us to people on the margins that are being overlooked or oppressed. Yes. Well, and even as I was listening to you talk just now, I immediately began to think of some pretty big public figures. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to throw out two names. And at first, you're going to be like, they couldn't be more opposite on the spectrum. Okay, this is interesting. Billy Graham. All right. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Unpack that for us. Well, I just think both of them are prophets. Mm-hmm who really were not in the of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were really kind of speaking against the current situation, the current political or spiritual unrest, and calling people to an accountability that was rooted in God's Word. That's right, yeah. And, and, and sometimes what they had to say was not popular. 
Yeah, and you know, uh, thinking of prophetic action, it doesn't get talked about a lot these days, but Billy Graham was actually written off by a lot of white evangelical leaders, not for what he said, but but simply by the fact he was willing to sit next to people that were not the same race as him on the stage. That is exactly it. Mm -hmm. And at one point, actually left a rally because people of different skin tones were excluded from being present. That's pretty prophetic. And so um, maybe a point we need to think about in there too is prophets not only speak, they often are called to act in ways that are counterintuitive or like the like the title of the sermon series prophet margins they're speaking from a sidelined position that is holding light or shining light on something that as you said we don't want to see our shadowed selves our shadowed mm-hmm. spots our tucked away sinful natures yeah. Going along with your other example, that reminds me of Dr. King's letter from a Birmingham jail. Yes. Written from a jail cell after having his rights trampled. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exposing the sinfulness in our systems. Right. And you're exactly right. In the New Testament, it said some people will be apostles, some will be evangelists, some will be prophets, some will be teachers— I think I'd much prefer to be an evangelist or a teacher or a pastor than I would a prophet. Yeah, prophets, uh, it's not a job description that comes with a long life expectancy, is it? Yeah, and people-pleasing <laughs> is not the characteristic no. <laughs> there. Yeah, and so, I mean, even as we step into the sermon series and for the next several weeks, look at some Old Testament prophets and the way that they speak into our life Today, I enter with a little bit of trepidation and fear because I want everybody to like me. I want whatever I say to bring everybody comfort. And it's hard to be open to God's Spirit speaking in and through me a word that might be uncomfortable. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because it is true. Um, We're going to be, over the next few weeks... Um, looking at some passages that don't show up on inspirational calendars. Um, they don't show up in, uh, you know, nice little pretty quotes that are stitched on your pillows. That's right. The, <laughs> uh, these are the parts of the Bible that we, uh, if we have the opportunity to, we skip past them. Um, and all the more reason to shine a light on them and ask ourselves, what is the Holy Spirit saying to us today from these words um, that transcend time. Yeah. Uncommon voices speaking into common times in ways that make us uncomfortable. Mm. And I know I like to pat myself on the back and say, I, you know, I'm a good Jesus follower. I, I don't like to look in the mirror and say, where am I being called to grow and to stretch and to do some self-examination in a way that would hold me accountable to be even more faithful. Yes, and that doesn't always feel comfortable at first. Mm -hmm. So I encourage, Michelle, I encourage you and me to be aware of that and open to it and willing to listen to God in that. And and I pray for all of you that are listening to this podcast and possibly even joining us throughout this series on either of our campuses. 
um, to be willing to let the Holy Spirit grow you in the midst of some discomfort. Um, I hope that's a good teaser for what's coming up over the next five weeks. Um, I'm very excited about these conversations that we're going to be having. Um, it's, it's always exciting to dive into some things that we typically don't um, in our church calendar. So this is going to be uh, challenging and I think a lot of fun because we've got some creative ways that we're going to engage with these passages. Absolutely. Yeah. And just as a little bit more of a teaser, I mean, we're going to start with Jesus's prophet. We're going to hear from Jeremiah and Amos, Ezekiel, Hosea. Yep, Hosea's in there. Um, so yeah, we're kind of going all over the map and we're saying, okay, from the margins, what might these prophets speak to us that will provide profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, to our lives as Christ followers. Wonderful. Michelle, do you have a closing word for us today? I think our closing word is, okay, God, here we go. Give us courage. That's awesome. Grace and peace, and we'll see you all around.